0: Computer. good
1: morning
0: morning. Good
1: morning
0: so welcome to our podcast whoever lucky people are listening this is our first one so we're gonna introduce ourselves and talk a bit about what this might be about although we won't know and it will be different it will be different every week because all of our conversations are generally mm. so Kim introduce yourself
1: oh my word that's a bad idea to ask me to start first, Sunny. Come on. Um, I was just, I love what you just said there. It, 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 there's that that um, proverb, I think it's, in, I don't know what country it's from, but it says we build the road by walking it. I feel like that's what we do, both in life and friendship, in our families. We all have such different families, don't we? We build the road by walking it. Um, before this podcast, I was going to look that up because I think it's really valuable. <clears throat> And I feel like on the life road that I am building by walking it, I am off-roading. I the life I am currently living is so vastly different than the life I thought I was going to live. I am a single mother of four children. I am currently transitioning from a teaching career into a coaching career. I um, I live in Cumbria. I'm in a American who grew up in Los Angeles, sorry, grew up in Chicago. <laughs> I grew up in Chicago and then spent eight years in LA and then came to the UK via three years in Lithuania. And that is definitely a, a road I didn't expect, but I'm now coming up to 50 years old, very grateful. So I have just, I just was thinking this morning, how many different uh, roles we play, how many, how, how different, how many different lives we have us even within each of our own lifetimes, we have many different lives um, that we've lived. So we have these Saturday morning conversations, don't we? And we've just said, you know, maybe we should invite other people to join us because we have rich coffees, don't we? We just say good coffee, (laughs) good conversation. So yeah. And it's just a privilege to count you guys as friends and sisters sisters doing it for ourselves and the revelation to me before we started I have lip gloss on I want you to know when I put mascara on and I brushed my hair and I put a necklace on and my earrings because it didn't really occur to me that a podcast was not usual I need our <laughs> IT helper so here we go there we go love it Kibby ah! oh, love it Kibby yeah, my name is. Should we go too. next, Ro?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so, my name is Rhoda, and I, unlike Kimmy, realised that this was not visual. And so, my <laughs> hair is, is looking like I've been through a hedge backwards. And I'm delighted. That's Saturday's for you, isn't it? Um, so, my name is Rhoda. Um, people often refer to me as and um, or Frodo, actually, it's another one. Because it's quite an <laughs> unusual name. Um, um, so, I was born in Perth, Scotland. Nearly 40 years ago, and have lived in Scotland, Northern Ireland, and now in Cumbria and England. And yeah, I've been on a journey over the last, well, really all of my life, inspired mostly by my dad, Mm. just with a real passion for community, for connection, and that we were not created to live this life by ourselves, that we were created to live in community. So I had the honour of being raised in a household where we had a lodgers stay with us for months on end and um, I don't remember most of their names where we my dad would bring home random strangers that he'd meet in the streets because they just needed to have dinner with the family oh. uh, where several Christmases were spent with people that we had never met before and never met again um, and I remember actually one time picking up a, a lovely gentleman from I think Uganda who my mum just met on the street on Christmas day and brought him home to our house for dinner so those are the kind of things that my upbringing inspired and so ever since my upbringing I think I've just been really inspired to think about that and to think about how so just now I do a few different things part of my role is that I help to lead a church community here in Carlisle Um, I'm also doing a master's program in in psychology just now as I just further learning Um, and I've worked mostly in the third sector um, for yeah for life to date so far so Um, yeah so interesting journeys along the way and it collided with these beautiful ladies in Cumbria and it's just been such an honor over Mm -hmm. the last I can't even remember it's really since Kimmy's son Henry was born I think Mm -hmm. really that our stories collided and he is now seven seven December row seven is seven so it's so great so over the last seven years it's just been so beautiful and I think maybe especially yeah over the last few years even over video call it's just been really beautiful to see Mm. how that's come about too so Mm. yeah so that's me oh (laughs) and I'm married to Andy and we have two children and we also have uh um a beautiful respite foster son who who we like to count as our family too
1: and can I add that those are teenage children just to well teenage and almost teenage
2: yes yeah, yeah. It feels like it's been for a long time, teenage.
0: But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the last twenty years of teenage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
2: Sonny, over Hi. to you.
0: So I'm Sonny, which is Sonia without the A. So that that clears that up. And uh, I am fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two. Mm. I currently live on in the most on the most beautiful street. In the loveliest village on the coast of a little island on the coast of the Netherlands in the in the Zeeland province. And super lucky. And I live in just the most amazing house, which is quite a new thing. We just moved here in June. And these amazing women, one came and helped me pack the old house, and one came over <laughs> and helped me unpack. So that's the kind of friendship and sisterhood we have um I'm um married and I um have two uh fur babies um which I, I can just hear people cringing when they say that but anyway they no! are I'm I'm um I am childless not by choice so they are they are who I need them to be so mm-hmm. that's Phoebe and Daphne who you will sometimes hear I'm sure in the background along with people's washing machines, doorbells <laughs> children. <laughs> whoever <laughs> interrupts <laughs> us because we're not professional podcasters and this is just our normal conversations taped if people want to listen to them um mm-hmm. my i work as um i don't, no, i am a counsellor mm-hmm. um i feel like i that was kind of where i was always headed um i've had a very nomadic childhood my dad was in the services so we moved a lot, I went to a lot of schools and I think I built friendships by being a good listener and Hmm. uh, being caring about people, how people were feeling and stuff and anyway, so I've always been madly interested in people I'm, you know, would professionally people watch if I could and and I just I (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it so (laughs) I, I did start out um on a random path that eventually led into a sort of normal kind of corporate-y kind of salesy type career and then um I moved from the south up to the north uh for love and I got the opportunity to retrain as a counsellor 18 years ago oh. no actually it was September the 11th 2003 that was a first night I started training so I've been qualified 16 years and I've worked in charities and um did placement in the NHS I've worked for businesses we've done done workshops and all sorts so but now I do online and telephone because obviously I'm in the Netherlands but a lot Mm. of my work is still with lovely cumbrians so Mm. that's nice Mm. um and I met these I met Kim through running a circle a women's circle mm. which brilliantly she came along to with <laughs> Henry Beatrice
1: Remember In a he sling. was a, a tiny It's baby. like a little
0: little lovely shaped lump on the front um, <laughs> <laughs> And we drank coffee now the... sunny <laughs> I got other
1: rooms now
0: <laughs> And then I went, I got I was honored to be invited to go to Henry's dedication Yeah and met. And I had actually met Rose's husband in a, in another setting. So anyway, it all collided together, and it's it's become a very treasured, mm. cherished friendship. Yeah. So, but yeah, we have these conversations, and we, we all have these different perspectives, and it's interesting. So, sure. or we yeah. think it is, and we hope you do too. So, yeah. I'm probably going to be in charge of like trying to somehow. upload this thing (laughs) (laughs) and i I just have to say say, just like as a housekeeping thing i'm not going to be sharing any client stuff or of course if if i mention stuff from work it's an amalgamation of of things and yes so Mm -hmm. if any clients are listening you're not going to hear your stuff right cool Same, same
1: so Sunny, I have to say something here to you because I'm so proud to have you as my friend. But in my coaching practice, sometimes I encounter—I talk about the difference between counseling and coaching—and and, you know, occasionally before I before I offer an, a, a contract to a, a client, I want to be sure that it it is what they need, that co- that coaching will be worth their while, worth their time and money. And some sometimes and sometimes often, I will encounter someone who who really needs therapy more than they need coaching. You know, coaching is therapy is to me. Um, I would say it's archeology, span like digging up the treasure in the rubble of our lives sometimes and redeeming it, choosing what we want to take forward and understanding it. And coaching is, is architecture. Once you've got a little bit more secure foundation, you get to build whatever you want, the life you want to create. But I want you to know, Sunny, that without, exci- without, without hesitation without exception you are the best therapist I know and girl I have had a lot of therapy let's be honest <laughs> <I'm from California>. <laughs> but, <laughs> i had a lot but you are, I I recommend you with confidence and you bring wisdom yeah. and I just want to confirm what you said you are such a good listener yeah. such a good listener
0: yeah. yeah
1: yeah and Rhoda I say you are I I I, it would have been interesting for us to introduce each other but yeah. I think you are an isolation specialist because you are such a community builder aren't you in fact if I send you things sometimes I always try to address it Rhoda Fierin, isolation expert yes do, daunting
2: I, the the postman has uh, unusual thoughts about who I am and they
1: just like... <laughs> like Renee Brown you know when she's flying she'll say oh I'm I when she doesn't want to talk to the person sitting next to her, she'll say, "I'm a, a shame researcher." Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. a counselor often has the similar effect. Yeah, and I think sometimes people feel quite vulnerable that I'm going to get some th- information out of them somehow. Yeah, yeah. maybe happy to, but it <laughs> <powers. laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we'll well, be counseling.
1: Yeah. But let's ask that question because there are moments in our friendships where I think Rhoda, you have pastored me. And Sunny, you have counseled me in moments, particularly mm-hmm. regarding male species. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just leave that one lie. And um, and here I I say that as a single mom, you're both my you are my co-parents. You you both and and Henry's grandma um, co-parent most intimately. You're who I go to for support and advice and mm-hmm. feedback and just to share. And um, I, I forgot what I was going to say there, which are you talking about the different roles like that, like in our friendships? Oh yeah. Like Sunny. So, yeah. Okay. So, so as a, as an English teacher, people will often feel that I'm checking their grammar. And sometimes I am noticing that they spelled there and there wrong or said <laughs> would of O F and not V E. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm judgy. I just can't not notice. Mm-hmm. So, so Sonny, do you find that when you're listening to people that That there's a part of you you can't shut off. I mean, how do you differentiate between my coach calls it, um, person social self versus professional self?
0: Mm.
1: How do you Mm. manage that?
0: I guess there's a Mm. yeah. Um, I guess there's a preparation for a session that I don't do. Um, Mm. I feel like I'm much, much the same. But as you both well know, I kind of, I mean, and it's not that I'm not honest in therapy. I'm quite challenging and I'm not really a kind of quiet, nodding, mm ming therapist. I love that. You should have that on your website, I am not a quiet, (laughs) nodding, mm ming therapist. I really like to challenge what people, mostly what people say about themselves. Um, Mm. And uh hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? That's an interesting question, Kim. Why? I, I feel like it's a risk, to be honest, and it's a yeah. it's an equal risk in a friendship for me. Yeah, like it takes something for me to really, really say, mm. and I and I and that risk feels the same with in my professional life as it does in my friendship life because I'm mm. I'm doing it from a place that I'm I'm I guess I'm risking some relational uh um cohesion, yeah, by yeah. saying it yeah. yeah but i'm 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 still willing to do it, does that,
2: yeah, yeah, I think also isn't it an interesting thing, like the evolving nature of self as well, like over the journey, like I don't know about you guys, but the closer that we get to other humans, the more we become aware of those areas mm. that are maybe different to what we're proclaiming or our theories or our do, do you know, like and I think that that's what's really beautiful actually in relationship is just noticing where there might be some distinctions or differences that we are trying to that we're then become aware of so that we can kind of that we can be completely integri- integral to who we are in every space and shape but mm. I guess it's that that question isn't it of it just wouldn't always be appropriate, would it, Sonny, for you to completely, fully come into a room in a counselling space. No, right. Never- the same level of conversation as, <laughs> as you would have, you know, or, yeah. you know, as you would with, with like, folks who are, and it is that tricky thing, isn't it, of where you want to be in tech. Like, I think I find this. You want to be, um, you want to be one person, don't you? Mm-hmm. But then not every person that you encounter is going to get to encounter the fullness of who yeah. that person is because yeah. it's just not
1: possible. appropriate or helpful actually right well and I think as women I mean I've got my Rosie the Riveter behind me this we can do it I put up right before um really the first week in lockdown that was I ordered from Amazon I'll admit it I order from Amazon but (laughs) um one of the things that I have recognized I'm 49 turning 50 on October 6th and yikes but not yikes you know what's scary about turning 50 when you're talking about our concept of self what's scary about turning 50 is the possibility of not turning 50 like mm-hmm. what are my options I asked my friend Danny what what uh how did she feel when when she turned 50 and you know it surprised me that she just said so grateful and I <laughs> want to be able to say that I am so grateful how lucky I mean how many girl, girls how many people have we lost before mm. 50? Mm.
0: Totally. Mm. We're the
1: lucky ones. Mm. We are, we are so blessed. So I want to turn 50 and 60 and 70 and 80. And to every time say, I feel so grateful. Mm. But but I think it's gone again. I got a little ADD. Now I've never been diagnosed. <laughs> what am I thinking? And
2: I'm a little menopausal. You we're talking about we can do it and the poster behind you. Oh,
1: thank you, Rhoda. As- <laughs> As, um, as this is why I wouldn't be a very good therapist, you know, um, I'm an extrovert by the way, and Sonny's an introvert and Rhoda, you're an ambivert Yeah. anyway, we're us. But, but I think as women, as I come up to 50 years old, when I'm fully recognizing and allowing, and even dare I say, embracing that energy as women, we think our energy is infinite and i mm. i'm a morning person so i use my morning energy to plan my whole day and i think i'll have morning energy at 8 p.m. and i'll be able to clean the kitchen at 8 p.m. so i'll put that off i'll be able to do work i'll be able to go on a run i'll be able to walk the dogs whatever it is and actually what i'm realizing is my energy is finite mm. and even more finite as i age like i as i age although well i'm learning this interesting thing about running is that actually women's endurance increases Mm. Our, our physical endurance increases. According to my running friend, Jody. Mm. she says our endurance increases as we age,
0: mm. which is
1: so counter to what we hear, right? That oh actually women can cope with more as we age. Mm. Of course we can. <laughs> we know this, but we put ourselves in the back corner and think we don't. Anyway, I just find it such a relief to go. My energy is finite. And because it's finite and limited, it's more valuable. And then mm. that connects to you know, what we invest our time in and what we expect in return. Mm. Relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially and mm. not apologize for that.
0: Mm. I'm working on
1: it. I'm working on
0: it. <laughs> I also think it's the context that people see us in. Huh? You know, yeah. and it's also like we're not, we can be fully present and be being us, but if we're representing an organization or,
1: yeah. right? you know, I,
0: I feel like that for you especially Ro and also Kim like as a teacher
1: Mm.
0: there's the umbrella of the school isn't there you know there's like different organizations whereas I guess as a coach and as a counselor we're working on our own so I think that also helps us foster that like here I am you know like um this is this is who I am would you like to work with me yes no like you know just yeah. gonna gel you know so it's it, I think that's been a really freeing part of uh just working on 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 my own yeah Row, you have several hats don't you really mm,
2: yeah yeah and I think it is I think for me Sonny it is trying to explore what's the other way of doing stuff because I, mm. I like I just I just why do we why do we put a different hat on to go into the office and so that we're a, like a fundamentally different person you know <laughs> to the outside just so that we can be respectable for that <laughs> like you know, you know it's just like yeah, I yeah. just I think it's it really does challenge me because like even thinking forward like You know, Andy and I are involved in some business and want to sort of generate that further and I've been really looking at social businesses and I'm just like, oh, how can you really help to create cultures for people Mm -hmm. because we're all unique for a reason and it's it's beautiful that we're all unique. So how can we create cultures and places where we truly celebrate not just diversity, but our uniqueness and how we uniquely come towards things? And mm-hmm. um, There's something in in there's a tribal instinct that comes about as there as humans that we want to be the same because then I guess it's no, it's a less vulnerable place, isn't mm-hmm. it? If we're the mm-hmm. same, then we're, mm-hmm. the, the differences don't show. Mm-hmm. But how could we really shape and change that so that actually we we really do like stop to celebrate? And I guess that's a lot of what you're doing, Kimmy, with Strength Finders of. Just identifying those strengths in our lives that are unique and make us who we are, and and help us to play our cards when we come into a, a situation in a place, you know, yeah. just bring yeah. like beautiful cultures there for with us too. Of just like yeah. this is who I am. I'm yes. not going to bend or be shaped or be, you know, it's just like. So how how that works within the respectable UK culture?
1: <laughs> yeah, now that's really interesting, Ro. And my question thinking about what you're saying. I, and Rhoda, you, t- you talk about culture a lot. And I love that creating culture. Mm. Um, someday you'll write that book. Someday you'll teach that class at a at uni. Um, but I think, I think the cool thing ab- about that is when I was listening to you, I was thinking what happens when we do that? Mm. You know, I I love this definition of intimacy I learned in my I was going to say my first marriage, but I've only had one. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> that was enough, girls. You know, tell us about the secret three others. But, you... <laughs> but I remember like um, in marriage, and obviously it's different in marriage, but in marriage we say, my, my ex-husband, you said this thing, and I, I don't know where he got it, but I love this. Into me see. Yeah. Intimacy is into me see. And I think about the places I'm most at home. And for me, now this is different for everybody, but for me, where I am most at home and you, my, our relationships are home. We, Mm -hmm. I I mean, before our podcast and because I know now that it's not visual, I'll say that (laughs) on the table next to me is some clean laundry. I don't fold underwear. Okay. I'm going to say that. So there's a pair of under, underpants. What do we call these in the UK? In yes. Ireland, no, they call them skivvies. I'm holding them up, but you can't <laughs> see them. Um, Knickers. What? Knickers. Well, oh, that's such a cute word. One looks like a little <laughs> bit of string, and the other looks like it could be a shirt. So one <laughs> of them belongs to my 19 year old daughter, and one of them belongs to me. I'll just leave you to wonder. Anyway. But uh,
0: well, they getting- were attached to the lampshade. That was the.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they got stuck on the lampshade because my lampshade fell off. It's an IKEA lampshade, and it fell off. It on un- and melted.
2: Another advert there for another huge company. Welcome. I can't <laughs> Help me.
1: No. Um... <laughs> what
2: am I even talking about now? No, no, we're no. Um, I am sponsored by IKEA. <laughs> no, we're not. Ikea. Not
1: yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, no, I just think what happened. What? Where are we most at home? You know, there's that Ram Dass quote that I live by that says we're all walking each other home. And the reason that you can say hard truths, we speak hard truths Mm. to each other Mm. because they are motivated. There's credibility Mm. that's been built up. They're motivated by love. Mm. But what a relief to encounter people Mm. who just show up Mm. as they are. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? The whole idea of culture and professionalism. There are boundaries and containers and roles, but what does it mean to move through those oh,
0: roles? Those stuff.
1: Daphne, <laughs> Daphne, through those roles, like what? What stays? What's the constant? What's the constant in that yeah.
2: place? And then, and then, it gets me to think as you're talking as well, Camille, Though, like our role to present ourselves is important. But I think equal to that is our role in accepting yes, and and welcoming others. Like I just read, uh, I love uh, following The Art of Gathering, Priya Parker stuff. And Ooh. just did a, a brilliant, she's done a brilliant book. And it's just amazing. And I've signed up to her. Like, so Priya Parker, she's written this book called The Art of Gathering. And it was really centered around like how to host well, how to create spaces and places. Really beautiful book but most recently she sent an email out just talking about actually how are you being a guest really well Mm -hmm. like how are you positioning Mm -hmm. yourself as a guest like coming into Mm -hmm. spaces and for me that's that's the two-way thing of culture right of just like of um you know culture is what we do around here and what we do around here is we're curious about one another instead of being defensive we're Mm -hmm. you know like just really thinking like how we can be beautiful hosts of culture but also recipients and accept one another's culture really well so it's the two-way part isn't it Mm. Of not just thinking about self but thinking about self within the container of this this Mm. whole community environment Mm. and so yourself not just myself
1: yeah that's so good Ro I'm telling you I have a thought can I share it and then I have a question can I share it <laughs> Am I monopolizing? I do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm <sorry>. Am I? <laughs> no,
0: no. Don't, just don't ask if you can share it. Just
1: okay, I was just oh. gonna share I'm, sure. I'm sure. gonna <laughs> No, no, <laughs> shut
0: up. <Kim>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, um, I you no, know, I th- I think about in my LA days, I was a part of a really beautiful community in California called Mosaica, a spiritual community, a Christian spiritual community, and there, I met a woman who has six boys. Her name's Rachel Soto. And she said this thing to me that has stuck with me all these years, that, that, that's, that what she, she is the, the boss. I mean, to this day, I haven't seen her in maybe 20 years. But to this day, no, not 20, 15 years. But to this day, this thought sticks with me about hospitality or welcome or creating cultures. There are two ways uh, to approach guests. One is, here I am. Yeah. Look at my beautiful meal I've made you. Look at my excellent coffee maker. I've got the very finest beans. Look at, look at, I've put my lip gloss and my earrings on <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> I have put my mascara on. And I changed my underwear. And I <laughs> and I like here I am. Look at my beautiful home and let me show you my my uh, beautiful bounty versus the culture and I experienced this with you. And this is why I have a question for you, Rhoda. Cause when I think of being a guest, I think of being in your home. Mm. And So what it's the perfect. other, the other way of, of get of approaching guests is here. You are mm. come as you are here. You are tell mm. me, tell mm. me your story. What would you love to have to drink? Mm. What would you love to eat? What would you, what would make today really good for you? How are mm. you here you are. And Rhoda, I gotta ask you as somebody who hosts a mm-hmm. lot. Both mm-hmm. Sunny and I have slept at your house mm-hmm. in days that have been difficult when my face was about the size of a, a <laughs> all just on rights. My one side when I had some surgery. You know, I refuged at your house. Mm-hmm. And I guess mm-hmm. I want to ask you, Ro, mm-hmm. what does that mean for you to be a guest? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Not you personally, if it's too personal, but mm-hmm. like. What does it mean to be? A, I don't know. I don't even want to say good. But what does it mean to be a guest? To yeah. allow ourselves to be a guest. What does that look like?
2: Yeah, and you know what? It's funny because a few years ago, do you remember that scene in Friends when Monica is upset that somebody else wants to host Thanksgiving, <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, "What are you doing? This is what I do. This <laughs> is who I am." What <laughs> I think there's I think there's a part of our wiring isn't there like and I think this is again a beautiful thing of how we're uniquely created because if we were all wired to be hosts and and that was our strongest gift then like how does that like work out like right do do Mm you know what I mean so like I think that there is some part of a wiring in us where there's like almost like a like I don't know it's just it's probably just part of the gift skill mix that you know that I've been given is that that, that's the driver for me yeah however like I've had those sanctuary places too like you know and and like I would experience the same thing like coming to your guy's house like Mm. there's a there's a um, there's an at home feeling, isn't there, when you're mm. with people that you know you love and you trust, mm. and mm. like and like it's it's almost like you're given completely different goggles to see. And <laughs> yeah. like, do, do you know? It's just like. Like, yeah. I, like I would never think about dressing up to come around to your guys house like <laughs> no it wouldn't even be a, like when I was packing to go to Sonny's I was just like it was the easiest pack of my life I'm <laughs> like, because I'm just like because, because it's
0: and I'm, yeah, I'm just, like,
2: <laughs> because I'm just like I I just love that there's just such acceptance there I don't even have to consider that like no matter mm. what I threw in that bag it wouldn't be a problem like mm. so if I had brought like my most dressed up clothes Sonny wouldn't even bat an island you know well she probably would because she's never really seen me in this clothes but you know <laughs> um, so you know, I think it's I think there's there's something really beautiful I think what I'm trying to learn along the road is sometimes my invite can stop the chance for someone inviting me so it's Mm. because I'm quick Mm. to invite other people yeah I think that sometimes that that stops the opportunity so I'm trying to be better now like so so some like Friends who'll say come to my house and I'm like yes I will even though everything mm. in me wants me to invite you to my house <laughs> you know, like has this Monica like feeling of like no come to mine
0: right. want to make
2: it. like you know then I'm just like, I'm trying to learn like actually when to pause and just say yes I would love oh, I love
0: that you. right? You know, yeah. So,
2: yeah
0: yeah because we like well me I I watch you doing all this giving and 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 I, I guess the word that came up for me listening to you both was anticipation and I think that mm. is a real gift to a guest isn't it mm. is, yeah is that you know my if you went to visit my grandma she would get what you liked in you know yeah. she would go to the shop Aww. and she would get what you like to eat and I remember like if my dad went to stay with her she would go and get you know bacon and eggs and stuff and you know because it was he just loved a cooked breakfast or whatever and she would you know she would anticipate that or she would actually she would normally want to go to Morrison's within 10 minutes of you arriving at a house so she could get all of those things in and then you know or she would bake or you know she would anticipate you and I love doing that and I feel odd if I go to if you land somewhere and like and I think this was a difficulty when 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 you came Kim and we were like sat in all the boxes, and I'm like, oh, we've the major bed, and I think your wardrobe, your mattress was still up against the wall and stuff. That maybe I don't know. There was something about. I don't think I'm a great host, but I love to anticipate and create a space. Yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry. But I just want to just stop you
2: there and say, do it. You don't think you're a great host, whatever, Sunny? Yeah, like, whatever. For the most. <laughs> well, I like to create a host. space,
0: but I like you to. I, I kind of want to just leave you. I don't want to smother the, do
1: oh my gosh I don't think you've ever smothered anybody in your life I, mean, like, I want to see what smothering looks like from you
0: I know um, <laughs> Dad that? that's a it's a considered uh, you know like oh. mustn't, I mustn't do that.
1: <laughs> but yeah
0: don't you think anticipation is lovely you know yeah. somebody, like As you, you say saying. like here you are here's I remembered that you love this kind of coffee or I remembered that You like a cinnamon. Yes.
1: We all love cinnamon Cinnamon rolls, Rhoda.
0: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)
1: if I I was going to say, we're going to visit you, Sunny, aren't we, in in October. And I was, I've actually been working up the courage to ask Rhoda, please, could we have cinnamon rolls every day?
2: (laughs) (laughs) But then there's pastries. I know, I'm
1: thinking there's a pastry
2: stall that surely sells those. I know, I know. Oh, my Lord. Opposite.
0: There's a bakery within... 12 yeah. pieces of the house which is like hugely dangerous yes it is re- literally
1: now sunny as usual as you're sharing i'm riding the emotional waves with you of of why did you you, you wrinkled your eyebrow <laughs> and i you wrinkled your eyebrow then but as usual as you're sharing i'm i found myself welling up with tears when you talk about your grandmother for mm. me that safe play uh I'm sorry. I'm a little sappy. And I had my coffee um, <laughs> and my son, my daughter's going back to uni on Monday and my younger daughter started college and my son's in, you know, 8,000 miles away. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I, for me, it was my aunt Jenny's house hmm. and that anticipation. And, uh, and, and I, I'm a child of an alcoholic and, and my, you know, things were difficult. We're introducing ourselves That's part of my story. And, um, a lot of my spiritual journey and therapeutic journey was coming to a place of forgiveness and love and Mm -hmm. acceptance, and Mm -hmm. even celebration of each of my parents for the gifts Mm -hmm. they've given me in Mm -hmm. spite of difficulties. Mm -hmm. But, um, when it got really bad, we would go to my aunt Jenny's house and no matter what time of day or night, she would be waiting at the front door. And I, as I'm speaking now, I see her front porch and she had a motion sensor light and she would be there with, we have screen doors in the States, which is so sensible. Please bring those to Europe. But but she would be standing with the door open at the screen door. Didn't matter what day or night. And she'd have, we'd pull out the the hide of bed. We called it, you know, in the living room and my mother, my brother and I would sleep short ways. And it was a safe place, like it's that anticipation that's so mm. just so huge so too, yeah. it's a refuge absolutely, mm. and what is a ref- what is what is that refuge is the anticip- that anticipation mm. that's a beautiful word sonny mm. yeah, you know, really special mm. and I
2: think what I hear from both of you is being seen and known, like, yeah, you no know, it's just that that mm. person in the world who is just gonna see you and know you through the tiniest act of getting your favorite cake in like, yeah. you know, and I just yeah. think like for each of us, we just need those places and spaces. Don't we of just truly being seen and knowing. Yeah. Um, mm. And and so whether it's a person or a place
1: that becomes your refuge, like
0: yeah.
1: we all need them. Don't they? Don't yeah. We? Yeah. And a- yeah. And actually if it doesn't become your refuge, you know, and because addiction is a big story in my life, you know, Rhoda, you were the first one who really pointed me to, and Johan Hari, I used to use years ago, 20 years ago at a, when I was doing women's leadership and women's, um, ministry, I would use Johan Hari's, um, um Yo, it was Johari's Yo window, you mm-hmm. called it, which is a great tool in understanding how people see you, how we see ourselves That's you know, it's a great tool, Johari's window, but I actually, I think we said Johari's window, but, um, Johan Hari's research on addiction and his TED Talks have been pivotal for me, but you were the first one, Rhoda, in conversations with you, having a a firsthand view coming back to Chicago with me of, of that. And that addiction is really about isolation and a need for community and intimacy. And I actually really see that profoundly in. Um, I haven't gotten one of my family members permission to tell any of his story, but in one of my family members lives, I have seen how moving into community mm-hmm. has, has been the antidote yes. only antidote and moving for him, moving into a faith-based community, mm-hmm. um, where the hope and focus is on serving others
0: mm-hmm.
1: and on, um, yeah, has mm-hmm. changed his life. Yeah. But I think when we don't have intimacy, when we don't have community, even introverts, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, t- we fill that need with something else. And I think that's mm. where addiction comes in. I mean, I'm, I'm a single mom. I, there are so many times that I just go on my phone and scroll or mm. I'm doing sober yeah. September where I've turned to, to wine or. Mm. Uh, you know I don't know I filled that gap Ben and Jerry's Ben and Jerry's Ben and Jerry's are my boyfriends that's I mean, so you know. a good one <laughs> you know we turn to different things even a yeah. team you know whatever it is you that's
0: know so cool so cool mm. I think we've probably gone past that you know I always think like the perfect length of time for these things is like one side of a tape I'm showing my age you know <laughs> like Yay. that was always a longer car journey it won't be for Kim because she's American but in, in <laughs> the UK you know that 45 minutes of a yeah. 90 that was like I've listened to one side yeah
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. I think oh we're, we're probably going to ca- carry on chatting and there's more coffee but I'll stop recording now and no no don't
1: stop yet I have one quote I want to I looked it up
0: um, okay and what I was thinking was when we when we load up uh, the podcast we'll try and put links to some of the stuff we've spoken about Amazing. Yes, um, that's cool. and um, because there's like book recommendations and quotes and
2: yeah
0: things. so either we'll put those on our social pages and then link them anyway we'll find a way mm. that people can find the stuff that we <laughs> talked about Go on but then, one more, could I
1: just share one more quote? No. Yes, I'm sharing. I'm sharing. Of course
0: you can. Listen,
1: listen, and this is to each of us and to every person on the other side of this screen or audio or in your ear. Okay, girls, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, it's not a screen. Okay. <laughs> I got great lip gloss though. Okay. Listen, this is spiritual now. Okay. This is, this is that quote I said, we build the road by walking it. It's by Antonio Machado. I've never read his stuff, but I've quoted this a lot, not knowing it was him. Ready? Mm-hmm. Wanderer, your footsteps are the road and nothing more. Wanderer, there is no road. The road is made by walking. By walking, one makes the road and upon glancing behind, one sees the path that will never be trod again. Wanderer, there is no road, mm. we build the road by walking it, girls. Love yeah.
0: that, and okay. coffee,
1: and coffee. <laughs> and coffee. <laughs>